ברוך חי ברוך הגבר, אשר יפתח בשם, והויו והויו אשר, והויו אשר יפתח הוי. ברוך חי ברוך הגבר, אשר יפתח בשם, והויו והויו אשר. Hello and welcome to Praying on Purpose. As I begin this morning, I will take this opportunity to remind everyone that our learning today and on all days is dedicated as a Zechus for Refua Shalema for Ilana Chana Bazgila Brainla. We hope and pray that she has a Refua Shalema, a speedy recovery. B'soch Sha'ar Chole Yisrael. Now last Thursday, I let you know that we would be transitioning from our discussions regarding the Brach of Asher Yatsar to Elokai Neshama. Now, it's interesting, there's actually a machlokas, a debate among the Rishonim as to where in davening, what is the proper location, if you will, for the bracha of Elokai Neshama. And you may have noticed that in various Sidurim, it will not always find itself in the same place. Our minhag, which is based on the Tor and other Rishonim Achronim, including the Vilna Gon and others, say that Elokai Neshama immediately follows the bracha of Asha Yatzar, which is one of the reasons why I am including it at this time. Now, this is so, according to this opinion, for two reasons. Number one, the bracha of Elokai Neshama is just that. It is a bracha, although it does not start with the usual introductory words that we find at the beginning of a bracha, but Rachat Hashem, Elokeinu Melech And this is so because Elokai Neshama is what is called a bracha hasmucha lechaverta. It is something which is sort of li- literally leaning on its neighbor, on its friend. In this case, the Baruch HaVashem Yatzar starts with the words, Baruch HaTohashem Elokeinu Melech Olam, and Elokeinu Shem, which immediately follows, is sort of somech, again, it's sort of leaning, drawing, if you will, from that initial declaration of Shem Malchus, and at the end of the Baruch HaVashem Yatzar, we find, at the Chasim, at the conclusion, we find again the words, Baruch HaTohashem. And so this is a concept that does appear elsewhere as well. We find it, for example, most obviously, in the Berchus Kriya Shema, in Shmon Esrei. You may have noticed this, that it, it, it starts with the words, Baruch HaTohashem, Elokeinu melech olam, in the case of Berchus Kriya Shema, in the case of Shemon Esri, Brochot HaShem, Elokeinu velokei avoseinu, and then each subsequent bracha does not begin with that same declaration of Shema Malchus. And this is a concept of a bracha hasmuch lechaverta, a very interesting idea. But perhaps I would say, more importantly, just for the purpose of our discussions here on Thursday, I already began to set the stage for this last week. The bracha of Elokeinu Shema is sort of the part two, if you will, of the bracha of Ashiyatzar. We had spent several weeks discussing the Brachav Yatsar, and I hope effectively conveyed the following idea, that when we recite the Brachav Yatsar, we are reflecting upon the incredible, miraculous gift that we have been given in terms of our health, our bodies that function properly, are so, it's so incredible, it's so miraculous, it's so remarkable that we need to stop, not just once a day, but several times a day, and say, thank you, Hashem, for this incredible gift that you have bestowed upon me. But there were numerous clues within the Brach of said that when we are t- stopping to talk about who we are as people, as human beings, we will take this moment to recognize that our bodies are not just bodies. Our bodies serve as receptacles, if you will, for our neshamas, our souls. And each and every one of us is, as we've discussed, a hybrid between body and soul. And so if the Brach of focuses primarily on the guf, but does so in a way of reflecting the fact that there is this fusion, this connection between the guf and the neshama, 
Well, then the bracha of Hashem, which follows, seems to focus more exclusively on the concept of the soul. Let us first take this opportunity to just read the bracha once inside. I will do so uh, resisting any temptation to offer any commentary. And then with the time remaining, I'll share several thoughts regarding the bracha of Elokai Neshama. So the bracha begins, Elokai, my God, Neshama Shenasatabi, the soul that you have placed within me, Tahorahi, it is pure. Atavarasa, you have created it. Atayitzarta, you have formed it. Atanafachtabi, you have breathed it into me. Vatamashamrabikirbi, and you keep it within me. And you will one day take it, meaning my neshama, from me, and then you will return it to me at some time in the future. As long as my soul is within me, I gratefully thank you, Hashem, my God and the God of my forefathers, master of everything in the world, Adon Kolanashamos the master, the lord of every neshama, Baruch HaToh Hashem, HaMachazir Neshamos Levgarim Eisim. Blessed are you, Hashem, who restores souls to dead bodies. Wow. Now, again, I know that many of us, maybe most of us, maybe all of us, say this bracha every single day, and so therefore, the words are familiar to us, but when we slow it down just a little bit and actually translate the words, it is very, it's a very, very profound bracha. There is so much here. Now, for me personally, I think one of the most important themes in this bracha, an idea is conveyed from the outset, literally from the first word, and that is Elokai, my God. You will note that throughout davening, when we refer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the sort of, in, in a possessive form, when we refer to God as ours, it is almost always in the plural form. We say Elokeinu. In fact, we spent quite some time discussing what that word is, Elokeinu. And you'll have to do a word count. I don't know exactly how many times that word appears throughout davening but many, and that is, the idea is that it's Elkeinu. We are focusing on our God, and that is because most often when we daven, we are davening in the plural form. We understand and appreciate that we come together as lots of individuals, but we are offering a collective, communal prayer towards God. And we're better off uniting together as many individuals, and so therefore we express that in our tefillos by saying Elokeinu. Every once in a while, we seem to depart from that path, and we refer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as my God, not our God. This happens very infrequently in davening, but this is one of the most significant ones, and it is the first. Elokai, my God. Now, wh- why is it that this bracha, of all brachos, would be recited sort of in this first-person singular form? What, what is the point? And it would seem that this is highlighting the personal nature of, of one's own neshama. By using this word, we are essentially turning to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we are expressing the fact that we notice that we have a personal relationship with Him. And that is because my neshama is unique. We know that each and every individual is unique. It's a very famous and a very important Mishnah in the fourth parak of Masech Sanhedrin, which tells us that at the time that the judges are sort of warning the witnesses who are about to go ahead and deliver some very, very serious, consequential testimony against another individual, to remind the witnesses how each and every person is invaluable. And it says in the Mishnah, that a person was created as a singular unit, to teach, that anybody who is responsible for the death of another person, that this is like destroying the entire world, and to be mekayim, to sustain, to save a life, so this is like saving the entire world. 
And then the Mishnah goes on several lines later to say, to highlight, to emphasize the greatness of God. Because when a person is involved in the craft of making coins, so there is a mold that is used, and every coin looks exactly the same. Each one is just like the other. However, that's not true when it comes to HaKadosh Baruch he uses one original mold, the mold of Adam Arishon, so to speak. Everyone is different. Everyone is unique. Everyone is singular. Everyone is irreplaceable. No person is like the other. Lefichach says the Mishnah, Every person is responsible, obligated to say, this all comes from a Mishnah. Some of these ideas are famous. You may have thought it comes from some Musa Sefer. It's the Mishnah Sanhedrin. Every person has to say the words, Bishvili Nivra Olam. The world was created for me. This idea that I am unique, a similar idea, which is found in the Gemara Masachas Brachos, that when a person sees a very, very large crowd of people, another time maybe we'll talk about the specifics over there, but there's a bracha that's made, and this bracha is intended to convey the following idea, that just as each and every person has a unique face, while the basic features are similar and identical, we all have two eyes, nose, mouth, two ears, however we are each unique, everyone looks different, says Chazal, just as partsufeyim, just as our faces are different, so too deoseyim, which means our personalities, our interests, our proclivities, everything about us, we are, each and every one of us are unique. Now, where does that uniqueness manifest itself most significantly? When it comes to our neshamos, when it comes to our souls. Our souls are unique. Every person has a unique soul. We know that nobody's fingerprints are similar to another. We know that everybody's DNA is unique. The same is true when it comes to our neshamos, our souls. And so therefore, this bracha, when we are reflecting upon our souls, the lifespan of our soul, as we do in this bracha, talking about sort of who we are, as I mentioned last week from Rabbi Ari Kaplan, who am I? I reflect upon this from the perspective of Elokai, my God. Neshama shenasata, be, be me. It's uniquely personal. The neshama that you gave to me. The Torah tells us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes from his own breath, he blows into the nostrils of a man, a living soul. And the Zohar teaches, that if a person blows into another, he's breathing something from himself. The whole idea that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given me, a piece of himself, the whole idea of the the neshama that I have is unique. It is unlike anybody else's neshama. And so therefore, the first very important reflection on this bracha, it's so important and it's so foundational, but it's also unfortunately so easy to miss, is reflected in these words, is reflected in the opening word, Elokai, my God. This is not a moment for Elokeinu. It's true I'm standing together with lots of other people, but I'm turning to you, God, and I'm saying Elokai, the Shamash and be the soul that you have given me, Tahorahi, is pure. I'm tempted at this time to reflect a little more with you regarding the word tahorahi, because there's so much to say on that, but I'm actually going to leave that for next week. And instead, I'm just going to stay here for another moment to just reflect upon this idea. Practically speaking, what does it mean? Why is it relevant? What is the takeaway message for me, if you will, that my soul is unique, that no one else is like me? And I think just just to state that which is obvious, but I think, again, bears reflection at this time. 
When we speak about our souls, we are talking about who we are. Who am I? What is my mission in life? What am I supposed to accomplish in this world? How am I supposed to take that which God has given me and make a difference in the world, one in which I will develop into a better version of myself and in the process help and assist others and bring myself closer to the Rabboni Shalom? My soul is my personal template. It consists of all that has been given to me in order for me to achieve my purpose in this world. And sometimes, when serving God, we look at others, and we imitate others, and we try to copy what other people are doing in the hopes that that will somehow bring me as well closer to God. Now, without a doubt, there is value in learning from others, being inspired by others, observing best practices, if you will. The Mesil Sasharim famously tells us that life is like a maze, and so therefore it makes sense if we're trying to make our way through a very, very unfamiliar course. We would try to take advantage of those who have preceded us and have provided us up with a map. And so therefore those who have come before us and have been successful in making their way through the labyrinth of life, well, we should take a look at their map, and we should. However, we have to also remember that each and every one of us are unique. And just because something works for somebody else doesn't mean it's going to work for me. And just because something works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for somebody else. We are each unique. And especially when we think about our relationship with God, when we think about our greatest life's endeavor, which is to become great people, as the Vilna Gaon tells us, that the Ikor Chiyas Adam, the reason why we are here, is L'Shabres Amidos, in order to go ahead and to improve our Midos, to break our habits, and to work through the challenges that we have in life. That's why we're here. So I believe that this bracha, the opening word of this bracha is a reminder that I have to recognize that I am unique. And this is such an important life lesson. And this is such a great way to start every day. We recite this bracha early in the morning. Elokai, my God, neshama shenasata bi, the soul that you gave to me. And so therefore, let us stop here. Let us not even go on to Tahorah, he is pure. We'll have to wait until next week to talk about that. But let us just reflect for the moment upon this idea that when we recite the bracha of Lakai Nisham each and every day, we have an opportunity to remind ourselves that Nivra Adam Yechidi, that each and every human being is unique and special and unmatched and unparalleled. There is no one like me. And that can be such an inspiring charge to begin each and every day. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day.